Welcome back to another episode of Paranormal Pansies, Pussies. 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 But it's a special episode because tomorrow is Dick's birthday. It is. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow I will be a 32-year-old homo. Um, wow. <laughs> like the, honestly, though, like in... In in all honesty, I know I just said honestly though. In all honesty, but like it's like super honest when I say this. Um, <laughs> is it though? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, but um, like I never really like making a big deal out of birthdays that aren't like the milestone one. So like 32 is whatever. So in general, I feel like right. the universe has given me exactly what I wanted for my birthday. But it's Which also is like some goddamn peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah. But it's just also like super kind of depressing ish. Um, but, you know, I was reading no, I a lot that. of things. I feel that so hard. Yeah. I, I was I was reading yesterday and a lot of people were like, you know how everybody calls me the anxious friend that is like, always thinking of like the worst case scenario and blah 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 well now i'm the no, that's called preparation hunty what happened you're guilty so of no, that that's called preparation hunty that is... oh well, yeah, yeah preparation like... you gotta be prepared for everything well right so but like all of us here with depression and anxiety and ocd and whatever mental health issues like we are out here trying to be quote you know normal or whatever which i hate using that word but in this case it's just the easiest way to describe it but life is not normal for anyone right now and therefore we are the calm because we were prepared for this in a really fucked up kind of way you know i like yeah like okay so this was like I'm not going to say this is a thing that, like, I was prepared for to happen because nobody was prepared for COVID-19 to exist. Right. Um, I, th- I think it's, like, one of the first few cases, like, ever of, like, um, zoological diseases being, like, transferred to humans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, other than, uh, you know, the fucking Black Plague. But, fuck, we, we're dumb. We should have done the Black Plague this week. I remember when I was like, oh, we should do something that's like zombies or whatever. But like, yeah, yeah I didn't even think about a plague. This is basically, this is the it's modern right. plague. You know well, what? We should do it for the next episode. Let's honestly, let's do it for the next episode. All right. Well, then now we don't have to think about it and we have plenty of time to research it because. Yeah. Because it's a all, thing. We all hashtag but anyway. Um, yeah that's the thing like there's no normalcy now like I'm having a tough time like I'm having a really hard time um separating like work and home because I am working at home and um that was always the thing that I was able to do for my mental health that was like helpful to me was Mm -hmm. like I when I leave I leave you know what I mean yeah and and I will say I am very fortunate that I already work from home right a a larger portion of the time and have like a home base in New Jersey um, that I go to on more so a minimal basis. (laughs) So I'm fine working from home. Like I I have already made the skills of like separating like 
this is work time in my house and this is, you know, after work time in my house. Um, right. And, and a lot of that has to do with just creating a physical space that is like where you work. And that's not, that's right. not necessarily that's like, where I've, that's what I've been doing too. Yeah. And that's helpful to a degree, but like mentally, no, mark, like, yeah, I'm I guess stuck it. in the same place all the time. Well, yeah. And, and I, I think up until about a year ago, um, that's where I was, where like everything was one giant, like melted ice cream bowl. Sure. Of, of everything all the time. And yeah. I also, I, I don't think I fully appreciated, um, like how much like interaction with the outside world and other humans is necessary for sanity sometimes because Arthur would come home and be like really tired from his job and then like without even really fully understanding what I was doing I would essentially be jumping on him to like get out all of my pent-up energy from the day right be like this xyz 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 and you're like listen I haven't even made it through like a through b yet you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Exactly. I totally, so, I totally understand that. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, like, um, um, like that's probably where a lot of people are right now. But regardless, the people who are able to have their jobs transition to at home work are also very fortunate that that can be a thing that they do. Like, we have a lot of friends who still have to go into their jobs, and um, they're super scared about it. Or we have friends who are just like they're like on permanent hiatus until all this is figured out and yeah um, yeah it's weird because it's like it's weird because it's like there i just was reading yesterday that there are eight different strains of this virus yeah um and like i don't want to sound like one of those crazy people but like it's a very scary time to be alive like as tori said at one point in our episode last week like you know, we're living in a chapter of a history book right now, and it's very strange, and it's it's very scary for some people. Like, we had a family emergency last week, and, like, it had nothing to do with COVID-19, and, like, here we are, and we're still trying to find, like, our new normal. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. And there's, there's no new normal in this new normal. Like, is, this, is this where we're going to be, like, for the foreseeable future? Like, what do we do? How do we – how do we exist yeah. In a in a world where we cannot physically uh anticipate like, or and like inter- interact with interact. other people. Yeah. Because I'm like I'm an extrovert. I do a lot of emotional and social labor in my marriage. And for me yeah. to um like uh not have that outlet of like conversating with people in real time outside of my house. Uh-huh. It's very frustrating to me, and I'm, like, struggling. (laughs) Like, yes, I'm taking my meds every day, and I'm being very proactive and making sure that, like, I'm trying to do things that are keeping me busy. Like, I've cleaned the house, like, five times this week. Like, That's fantastic. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's not not clean, but it's, like, I'm tidying up one square foot at a time because that's all I can emotionally handle right now. Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean... I, again, like, I don't, like, I, I need to address the fact that I am 10 billion times fortunate that my life has not changed that much at all because of this. Because you're used to this, yeah. I work from home a lot of the time. I am notoriously an introverted extrovert. And while I do love people, I don't need people. Like I, I, I yeah, I could say I'm on the same wavelength. Like I like being around people, but I also really like being home. And like after this is all over with, I don't think I want to be home for like a long time. Yeah, no, I <laughs> like I think I need to be outside with my people and like do gay stuff outside. Oh well, doing gay stuff outside, is, <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously. But like, like I really like alone time. I like having the opportunity to just talk with myself in my head. And to pursue the activities that I want and to have no outside stimulus or um, outside um, opinions come into my purview. Um, So, like, I am really fine. Where I'm not fine is watching my husband, who is 
a very flaming homosexual extrovert not be okay because he doesn't like working from home. He really misses everyone. Um, he doesn't like not being able to leave the apartment and everything is just like driving him insane. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, we do have three friends who are luckily now, um, you know, getting over COVID, but th- that have had it. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's very different for us here because we're in New York city and this is kind of the epicenter of the America's explosion of the virus and all that stuff. But, you know, we were really concerned for one of our friends because she has a compromised, a compromised, a compromised. Compromise. Yeah, no, it's she like has a, a, yeah, I don't know what that, yeah, but she has a compromised immune system because she's had lupus and she was like eight And, and then her mother had it as well. And her mother had a stroke last year and has respiratory problems. And, and she's like, that's where my mother-in-law is right now. Like she is going through stage four cancer. I mean, she had a stroke last week Yeah, and it's just one of those things where like, she is now luckily out of the hospital, but, um, we have not been able to see her other than seeing her through the screen door and waving at her and dropping groceries off to her. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah. like, that's very difficult for my wife and my sister-in-law who are here. My sister-in-law's here from Hawaii now. Um, but, like, that's, like, a whole family plan that, like, we're working on executing. And it's just – it's difficult to see people that you love and care about, like, struggling. But also, like, you're, like, motherfucker, like, stay inside. Like, it's these assholes that are out and about just living life like everything is normal. And, like, at this point in the game, you can't. Yeah, no, you really can't. And and that's like, like, we had to go out to get food because... Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying like, you know... No, you, you no, 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 right. But like, like, just, just like to like paint a picture of it. Like, I, I'm sure this is the way it is everywhere. But like, New York City is usually like traffic 24-7, like even on Staten Island. And like, there's five cars on the road. But then you get to an epicenter of like civilization, such as a bank or a grocery store that's actually open and it's like pandemonium. Um, and uh, like the shelves are, I guess maybe because it was Saturday, maybe they were between like shipments of everything, but like, it's a stop and shop. Like this place you can go yeah. into at any time and they have far too many things to choose from. And Arthur was like, I was forced to buy the $8 pasta sauce because the rest of the shelves were empty and like, you know, we were planning on getting a lot of frozen vegetables just to like have things for side dishes and to beef up like things that would otherwise not be necessarily like as mealy, you know? Um, And he was like, I got one bag of peas because nothing else was there. Um, Right. Right, And then, like, you feel bad taking more than that, because if you do, then it's not there for somebody else, and they're in the same situation. So, it's crazy. And, like, like Arthur, like, we got home yesterday, and he, like, ran upstairs, and he was like, I have to take a hot shower right now. And, like, I don't blame him, because a lot of places won't even let you in now, unless you're wearing gloves and a mask. And we yeah, don't have those things, because... PPE is limited, man. But also, like, the thing is, like, it's not like that here, and that's worse. Um, I've been doing all of my shopping via Instacart and shipped when I can to to avoid my contamination. I have been, like seeing my sister-in-law here and there when I can, but it's mostly to see the kids and make sure everybody's okay. But, yeah. like, those are the only two places that I'm at is my house and their house. So it's like, yeah. no, I'm not trying to obtain anything anywhere and spread anything anywhere. So, yeah. We just, and like, we just all need to be mindful of each other because, like, yeah. hey, like, there are people out there with a compromised immune system is not something you can always see visually. So, like, be mindful of each other. Wear PPE if you can. If you have PPE, donate it to where you can. Like, we have friends that are healthcare professionals and they are struggling right now. Yeah. I know it's just one of those things where 
you just you can't be selfish this is not like brandon works at a grocery store he's a pharmacy tech like Mm -hmm. he has been seeing people in and out of the store all week coming in because they are bored yeah no like it's not not that kind of time you know what i mean like it's not yeah and and like like that now it's really not and that's like everywhere you're right like it's probably not like new york city everywhere and that's probably our unique experience because we live here I mean, it's bad here. We have a lot of confirmed cases, but, like, we are yeah. not um, minimalizing social interaction to the point where, like, you can't go into a store if you don't have PPE, so. Well, yeah, I know, but here, 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 it is the opposite. Like, the, the mm-hmm. majority of, the majority of businesses are actually, like, shut down. Like, they're completely closed, and. Here, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, some. Grocery stores that are open. Yeah, grocery stores are open. Some restaurants are open, and they're only doing delivery or pickup, and. Yeah. Here too. Um, um, Target is open. Yeah. Um, I know Aldi gets trucks every night. So if you're in the oh, Cleveland area, Aldi always has food. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's why I'm not worried. But like if we do get, do get Instacart, like I know there are like significant delays. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like we like we try to do Amazon Fresh, Amazon Prime. I mean, we tried to yeah. do Amazon Fresh, Prime Now, Peapod, like, um, you know, That's all the, the shop things. shop and shop one, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, Peapod, you can order and then you can go pick up. But, yeah. like, some of it is, like, you can order whatever you want, but then, like, you might get two items when it shows up. Right, yeah. You'll, they'll pick what they can, yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, pretty crazy. And, um... Yeah, no, I I have some friends from undergrad that are doctors now and they do have to go in and, you know, friends that are nurses and whose moms are nurses, um, not to gender nurses, but I just have friends who are nurses who also have moms who are nurses and not dads. But regardless, um, they all still have to go to the hospitals and work and... All of them are, like, the number one thing is, like, stay home, don't go out. Because, like, the thing is, like, you if you don't know you have it for a week, but you have it and you're like, oh, I'm fine, I'm going to go here and there. You give it to someone else and then it's just, like, multipli- mul- multiplicity, if you will. But also, some of the strains don't have symptoms at all. Yeah, like, like it seems like the one that one of our friends got is just like mainly you completely lose your sense of smell and taste for a couple of weeks. What? Okay. Um, yeah. And I think it's because of mucus buildup, but it's oh, just, sure. yeah, it doesn't seem to really affect the lungs otherwise, but this person is also otherwise healthy. Um, and like 33. So, um, right. But if you're, you know, 55 yeah. and... Right. And and then that's the other know. thing. Our, our friend who has lupus and then her mom who also has it and had a stroke and has, uh, like, steroid-treated asthma, the, what, however it affected them, like, they don't have the sense of smell and taste thing. But they also had a fever and a very dry, se- severe cough for, like, a week. Right. Um, but, like, even after their doctors called them and told them that, like, they were confirmed positive for COVID, they were like, unless you, like, are going to die, like, stay home. Like, don't yeah, come to there's the hospital. Like, yeah, th- they have no room for any- anybody. And, like, that, that, that's the really fucking crazy part. Um, but that's how our country um, reacted to this. And I feel like we always, like lean on the 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 teeter-totter of getting political sometimes because spooky kooky things do come from political places a lot of the time but like this is crazy um yeah it's just like also i like i didn't mean to for it to be like a total like tirade but like oh no no like we're at a point in our lives where it's like well fuck like come on you know like, we got to be mindful of each other and take care of ourselves. And you can't take care of somebody else if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. So I mean, just I think... don't be dumb. Don't be dumb yeah. and selfish and just go outside. You can go outside, but, like, don't just go to the store because you want to. Like, yeah. limit being around other people if you can. 
Like, it's right, just but like, gross. But, like, also, like, it's totally fine to go outside. But don't go outside if you're my neighbors with four small children who go outside and do that type of, like, playing together where they scream like they're dying every five seconds. Um, and then Oh, also, I'm not familiar with that because my ass, if I had acted like that as a child, would have gotten a whooping. So. Well, correct. Correct. <laughs> that is what should be happening. But the But their grandmother who lives with them... Um, is too busy smoking her um, uh, medical card marijuana. Um, Speaking of, thanks for the segue. I have my appointment on Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, electronically. Electronically, because I ain't trying to get that COVID, baby. (laughs) Yeah, no, but... Yeah, and um, but to go back to my neighbors, they also blast really, like, it's fine music, but it's, like, all 90s and early 2000s, like prom music you know what sure um, like like, like a like lot the, of boys to men a lot of like the hits of the times you know oh um, yeah like they just have a now that's what i call music it's, yeah like, it's an album it, it, yeah it's basically like they're playing all the now albums and while i enjoy that to an extent when they take their boom box and put it on top of the garbage Ooh. cans which are directly okay. under our windows um and we're trying to do something up here, like, I don't know, talk. That's yeah, you know. Um, so just practice your social distancing in your own apartment. Yeah. So practice your social graces, because that's another thing. Like, all the ugliness is very easily showing right now. Like, I feel overall that it's been really positive to see a lot of families, like, enjoying their time together. And, like, maybe they stopped sure. on, like board games or, or you know like you know activity books and they're like coloring and like doing all these crafts and like that's adorable and like Arthur and I are trying to do that but like to order anything on Amazon right now even though we have Amazon Prime like it's every like four th- days yeah it takes well around here it's like a week and a fucking half and um I ordered so I ordered something from Cavity Colors last Friday uh-huh paid their shipping which is fucking insane i don't know if you've ever gotten anything from cavity colors i i have but it was different times (laughs) yeah so the shipping was still ten dollars but my order did not move until wednesday or thursday but like i was watching it it's like oh it's been confirmed so i don't know if they were just backed up or lazy and didn't ship my order for five fucking days yeah i don't know I didn't get sweatpants, and let me tell you, I am pleased. Um, I've had to really keep myself from buying the <sighs> camp counselor pajama set from, I, I think it's Creepy Co. It's Creepy Co., and I need it, because I have that button up. You do. You do have that button up, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is that button up, but then it has, like the potential to be cozy in the houseware. And I was like, I need this in my life. And then it was like kind of on sale. But then like, because I'm me, I added three other things to the cart. And I was like, no, you need to stop this because you need to actually have money to survive your life. And like, oh, (laughs) thanks, government. We're all going to get like $1,200 to like survive or whatever. But how is that... Yeah, just whatever. Um, I'm buying a Nintendo Switch and nobody can stop me. Girl... Well, so it's twelve hundred dollars per adult, right? So Arthur yes. and I were like, Arthur and I were like, we want to live where we are for like probably another year. Um, yeah. So we were like, why don't we just save one of ours and then use the other one? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the smart choice. And and like that's a pretty good like jump start on our savings. And on top of that federal student loan servicers now have to tell everybody they don't have to pay their loans for six months. So that's even okay. more money in our pocket. Um, so I guess ultimately COVID is saying happy birthday to me. Like, Thanks, hashtag, thanks for saving. Yeah. So like hashtag COVID-19 birthday. Um, hashtag COVID. Here's the other thing. Uh, us and our friends are doing this hashtag COVID-19 sexy challenge where we're gonna come, we're gonna emerge from our abodes when this is all over um, lighter and <laughs> better primped uh, than when we when, than, than when we first had to sit our asses down and not leave so 
like I Arthur and I are like getting all the supplies to have our own little like um uh nail salon situation. Oh, I was hoping you were I was hoping you would say nail salon today. So today I bleached my hair because we're doing um hashtag COVID nineteen uh Mad Max, you and I? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. So right. So yeah. So I was supposed to get my hair cut yesterday. You can't and- now can't now because we were going to sneak my hairdresser like I was going to go pick him up from his house drive him to our house and then drive him back like um yeah you know but then yeah yeah and then and then one of his clients that he saw earlier this week just tested positive so he was like I probably shouldn't come over and we were like yeah you probably shouldn't so like yeah I'm still like 50 50 like I'm gonna shave my head but like just do it but like now here's the thing either way I need a haircut because my hair grows in like fucking weeds I know and also I saw a thing that you can do and if it looks bad it'll grow in and it won't make a difference and then and then we can jump on to this um topic and then you know make it a real episode but um uh what you can do I saw this on the tiktoks and it was a lesbian tiktok so you know it's gonna work some girl took like a sports headband like a thin one and put it at her hairline Okay. And then use that as a guide for tapering her edges. Huh. You know what I mean? Like a like a yeah. like a not like a template, but like don't go past here. Yeah, just like don't go past there. And like I don't know because the hair that I have that is long is like getting really <laughs> long now. And yeah. and like usually I have the shave sides and back and then like flippy doo-doo-dah, like gay man hairstyle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I'm really considering just hacking at the top of my head and like maybe even just like purposefully making it look bad. Okay. Because like when else can I have that experience and not have the social yeah. consequences? Yeah. Never. And, so now right. is the time. Like happy and birthday like, to you. Like do what you yeah, want with your hair. Whatever. And then like and then like whenever I have to be on video calls for work the next couple of weeks. Just put a hat on. Exactly. Like what is a hat if not a helmet for your head when your Zoom meeting is going right? on? That's what I'm saying. For work. Yeah. Um I like, so we'll see. Yeah. We I'll will update we, we will update all the peeps on what's going on. But yeah, no, I, I the other thing is like everyone is like like it would be good to do something random and out of your character right now just to, like, make sure you're alive still. <laughs> so Yeah, be like, I'm uh, feeling alive, so I'm going to bleach my hair at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, but also, I'm seeing my niece and nephew today because they are bored as fuck. So I'm going to yeah. bring over the hair dye and let them put it on. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, worst case scenario is on my skin and it looks stupid, but, like... I mean, it'll it's my own fault away. if it looks stupid, and who cares? It's yeah. just color. And it'll fade. It'll be fine. But yeah, no. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Tony was going to come over. He was going to give me a little cut. And then he was going to do what was originally going to be my birthday gift from Arthur, which was dye my roots, like, deep purple. And then... And then we were going to bleach the rest. Well, we were going to bleach my hair. And then we were going to do my roots deep purple and then do like a fade out of the purple to teal. And then like when my actual mm-hmm. hair grew back mm-hmm. in, because I have such dark you hair. That, that, you got that yeah. black drop root. Yes, girl. That would have yes. looked really cool. Yes. But now we can't do I'm it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Eventually, though. Eventually. Eventually. Um, so do you want to tell me about your spooky story? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So so this is paranormal pansies, and um, that's true. Um, it's just like hashtag COVID nineteen edition. So that's probably what it's going to be like for the next couple of weeks for all of our podcasts. But that's whatever. Um, so yeah, we 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 didn't think of the Black Plague until we started recording because that's how we do. But we were like, let's just do like hometown stories and whatever. So. Ashley and I grew up in Springfield, New Jersey, and I was like, let's look at Jersey stuff. And then I was like. Staten Island's pretty gross. Let's see what's happening there. And I just, I found a couple of interesting things. So the first thing that I had founded it did um, is kind of, it's like more a legend. It's like one of those like word of mouth things in, in, in New Jersey 
having to do with the Wachung Reservation. Um, and I know that you actually know the Wachung Reservation. Um, the Wachung Reservation is one of the scariest places I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, so it's not fun. Like, people go hiking there and stuff, and they're like, it's totally fine, like, whatever. But, like, I would get lost. It wouldn't be great. I don't want to. I have been hiking there, and I have gotten lost. Yeah. So, so in terms of the Watchhog Reservation, we didn't live super close to it, but, like, close enough. Like, it was off Route 22, basically. And that's it was, like, what, 10 minutes. Yeah, connected all the towns around us. And, um... It's huge, is the first thing. The Watching Reservation is very large. And a portion of it is called the Magic Woods. And then the portion directly behind that is called the Witches Woods. Um, have you ever been to either? I have not. I have not. I don't... I didn't even know this was a thing until I looked it up. I mean... Um, but there is... Basically, what happened was I went on, like, all the things in the internet because we still have that, thank goodness. And I was like paranormal new jersey and then i was like paranormal springfield new jersey and the first thing that popped up was the story of the deserted village within the watchung reservation i have been there i have not been there i i i think i realized in doing research for this that there are a lot more portions of the reservation than i thought because it's so humongous but essentially this deserted village at this point is like for the most part decrepit in 2020 um but it's had many uses throughout time and um it was originally built in the watchung reservation as part of a like millionaire's business because he wanted all of his workers close to him and it was like a mill business. I don't know what they were milling or whatever, but it's, it is what it is. And like he built this mansion for himself and then he built this village that was kind of supposed to be like a idyllic self-sustaining like Stepford Wives type of situation, which right off the bat is always going to be no bueno. But basically like, the people who worked for him, like there was this church bell that rang from the top of his mansion and also the church within the community because they had to be Christian, of course. So like they had very specific schedules that they had to live within. And like the first bell of the, of the morning was to get up and start work. And then there was a bell for lunch. And then there was a bell for work being over. And then at nine o'clock PM, there was a bell for curfew. Um, and on Sundays, there was also a bell for church and they had to spend the day at church because hashtag Christianity is a cult. Um, but so that, village itself lasted for about 20-ish years until this man retired and moved away and then it kind of sat there and um you know a couple of different businesses came in and it didn't really work out for them and blah 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 blah. so fast forward to around the 80s when it was turned into like an adult like reservation spa situation okay i don't understand this why would you want to go to a place like that within the watchung reservation like if you haven't been there the best way to describe it is like you start out on the outskirts on very sweeping winding roads that all come from like highways or small communities around the outskirts and then you're like driving on these roads that are being eaten up by the forest like you feel enveloped and you feel almost immediately lost in like sense of dread situation and then you come upon you come upon come upon jesus christ this is like the first time i think this is the most i've talked all week actually um these random like sports like fields and it's basically just like where the grass died the most um and um it's like nothing about this sounds relaxing to me you know 
but whatever. Uh, Surprise, surprise, that didn't last very long. And then after that, the state of New Jersey actually bought all of it and made it a part of the Washington Reservation. Um, And then they rented out the homes there um, for individuals down on their luck. So it was like low-income housing, basically, but it was like faux free low-income housing. And they only had to like promise the state that they would upkeep the properties because they were owned by the state. So like good on New Jersey for that one. Um, and like nowadays, most of the buildings are completely decrepit. Um, but there's a few families that still live in some of the houses, but now the deal is it's people who want to live in these houses and recreate the village because they've like signed on as part of this project to recreate that like self-sustaining Stepford Wise village. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like almost kind of like a weird 2020 social experiment, but again, within really creepy woods within this giant random, like marshy grassy foresty part of New Jersey that is very much still owned by the land and like not by the human race. Like that's the best way I can describe it. Um, So that's just like weird. Like there's this random village who has this weird, like very sordid past. Um, But um, that's the first part of the weirdness within the Watchog reservation. But the second part is going back to the magic woods and the, the, the witches woods and all of that. There's also a lake there. Um, and of course, because I'm stupid, I didn't write down the <laughs> name of the lake. Fucking idiot. <laughs> um, oh my God. And like some people call it the enchanted forest. Some people you call know, it. Like I've heard it referenced, I think as the enchanted forest, but I don't think I've been there. Yeah, no, I've definitely not been to anything like remotely. The abandoned like... the abandoned village is cool as fuck though. It's like um have you ever been to that uh it's in Morristown. Uh-huh. And it's like a Revolutionary War like museum that's out there. In Morristown, Morristown. Um I don't know. And um, you can, like, go through, like, old buildings and stuff, and they have... It's, like, self-guided. Like, you don't need a tour guide for anything. But it's, like, part of the state park system. So, like, that's how the Enchanted... Not the Enchanted Forest, I'm sorry. Um, the Abandoned Village is kind of like that, where, like, you can go and you can, like, look into the houses. I don't remember. It's been, like, shit. It's been about 10 or 12 years since I went, so... Um, but I know you can at least look into the houses. I don't think you can go in them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and that's the same thing with this deserted village because, like, there's really only a couple buildings that are still, like, structurally sound. Right, yeah, you can look into them, but you can't go into them. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, okay, it's cool, found... we, should, we should go sometime. I mean, yeah, like, I live close enough to there to be there quick. Um, um, next time I make it out there, probably for my sister's wedding, we will go because mm. who knows what's happening in real life now. Yeah, like, yeah, who knows what's, yeah, it's like a whole thing. Um, okay, so I found out, I, I, I found the name of the lake. It's called Surprise Ooh, Lake. Oh, good. Surprise Lake? <laughs> Literally, I'm not even joking. Do you just, like, stumble upon it? You're like, surprise, it's like. Well, I guess so. So anyway, so, um, so essentially the way to describe the Magic Woods, the Witch's Woods, and Surprise Lake is that. Surprise Lake is, like, where a lot of the larger hiking trails will dump you out to. Okay. Um, so it's probably, like, centrally located or, like, off to one of the, the like, the, the corners, like, in terms of, like, west, east, whatever. Um, but essentially it's, like, in the specific part of the Wachong Reservation, it's the Magic Woods, the Witch's Woods, and then the Surprise Lake. So... There's a couple of different stories about this place. Um, And there's this one tale of um, this lady and her dog going and 
like oh we're walking and it's great and like oh this is the witch's woods and stuff like whatever it's the middle of the day we're just gonna walk through it and like no i wouldn't do that like anything with a name like that like i don't care what time of day it is but she claims that she saw someone who she calls the leaper um run in front of them make the dog go crazy and leap between like this ledge that they were walking near and then the next like mountainous ledge which was like separated by a very large crevasse and like to <laughs> probably not humanly possible to quote unquote leap this in one bound but this person did and she claims that they were wearing all dark colors and blah 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 so there's that and she says that they keep walking and now she thought that they would eventually hit surprise lake but they didn't they hit this like weird old factory looking building which she claims is not part of the village that was deserted um but it looked like like something industrial happened there but there were a lot of empty animal cages and all around them were pentagrams made out of candles that were still lit. Beautiful. And yeah, the dog again goes crazy, which like, sure, because the dog's probably like, what the fuck are we here for, bitch? But um, going back to witches and enchanted forests and blah, 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 blah. Of course, like many places that people can't keep track of specifically, but they think that nonsense is happening there. There's always been the rumor that within the Watchung Reservation, there is not just a cult of witches that practices, but there's also teenagers who, you know, got into worship, worshiping Satan. Um, so there's a couple different sightings of fires in the woods. Some of them are connected to, you know, pagan ceremonies where they heard a lot of like, women specifically because witches can only be women apparently um screaming you know moaning chanting things like that um past the magic woods where they were in their recollections like it was within the witches woods and not in the magic woods and it's like what is the separator here like what like how can you tell you're in the magic woods and you know the witches woods i don't know but so there's either these sightings of probable you know, pagan rituals going on or people driving through the reservation, stopping and then being stupid and like just walking into the dark woods in the middle of the night. And then they like come across something in the distance and they're like, what is that? And then they look and it's like a fully lit up like forest fire, but it's in the shape of a pentagram. Oh, okay. And this has happened a couple different times, but I will say these people were like teenagers and it was two in the morning. Um, or it's like people who were like out at parties and then like, again, it's like two in the morning and they're driving around the pitch black, you know, watch home reservation. Because the other thing is there, there are no streetlights within the reservation. So if you're driving through it in the middle of the night, it's pitch black. Um, and so, you know, people have just always been like, don't go there after dark because there's things in the woods that are evil and blah, 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 blah. But there's been like no true confirmed sightings of anything, you know, super evil or actual witches or things like that. I think it's just one of those places that creates its own creepy folklore because it's just creepy. Um, but, you know, with that being said, I wouldn't doubt that, you know, going back to being from Springfield, something that we haven't touched upon yet, but maybe we will in the future, is the murder of Jeanette De Palma. Yeah, because um, we did that. We did that with Toil and Trouble. So we that did. Was like a, a whole thing. Yeah, and like there was the rumor <laughs> of it being a part of you know, like a satanic sacrifice or some type of, you know, pagan ritual as well. Even though, like, I will say this, you know, uh, there, there's like paganism is not evil. So I don't think it was probably more satanic things, if anything. But whatever's going on in the Watch Hung Reservation, maybe it was connected to Jeanette Del Palma and we don't know. 
Um, there's like a whole lot of things going on in there because, like as you said, there's a uh, so ritual. I don't know if it's still occurring, but there was a lot of ritual sacrifice. Um, that one kid, I can't remember his name. Hold on, one second, look it up. Uh, um, it was a kid. I want to say his last name was Lowers, but that's probably not right. Um, he uh killed his parents oh. and then went to the watch on reservation and hung himself oh i mean yeah i i could see that happen like i don't want to make a um connection between <laughs> northeast new jersey and like the suicide woods in japan or anything like that but I could see that being a place where people would go to do unsavory things because it's so un... Um... His name was Greg Sanders. Greg Sanders. He was 15, and uh-huh. he, he killed both of his parents with an axe. Cool. In 1975. Work. And he uh, jumped off of a water tower. Oof. Yeah, Um. my friend Jesse did a really good cover of just the basis of what had occurred in his podcast uh the devil's teeth so if you're interested in listening to him talk about um greg sanders it's definitely uh worth listening to and i'm i'm subscribed to it but i still haven't listened and oh it's uh, phenomenal and it's not me saying that because he's my friend like it's genuinely well done yeah so i mean hashtag COVID 19 like I should probably listen to all these podcasts that I've like Binge subscribed all the to. But yeah, like there has been a lot of weird things that have happened in the Watchtower Reservation. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful part of New Jersey. A lot of people think that New Jersey is gross. Um, it is not. It is lush and green. It is. Um, but the Watchtower Reservation is gross and scary. <laughs> it is like and and yeah, the Watchtower Reservation is gross and scary, but also lush and green. But I mean, I I wish I, I could drive through there with my eyes closed. Oh, my, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so scary. Like, that I'm just okay. like, like, I just feel so uncomfortable there. And hey, guess what, everybody? We are literally on stolen land everywhere. That, yeah, so that, I wouldn't at yeah. all be surprised if there were um, Native American ancestry issues that have occurred on that property. Like, it's I mean, huge. Yeah. I, I wonder how I mean, many square miles it is. Um, I don't know because I don't do research like that because why would I ever be prepared with answers to questions? But, um, you know, yeah, it's definitely like the majority of New Jersey is a example of picturesque. It's smaller than you think. How how large is it? It's only like three and a third square miles. Really? Yeah. I thought it was way bigger. Girl, it feels like a lot larger when you're in there. I that's what I'm saying. Like that's exactly what I'm saying. Like it feels a lot bigger. Like you'll never find your way out. Like honestly, I think I've had panic attacks before driving through there late at night because my GPS took me through it. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Um, like at night, nope. Yeah, no. Um, and yeah, no. I uh, what was I gonna? Oh, one of those things. Oh yeah. So the majority of New Jersey is like this example of picturesque suburbia where it's like a balance of like man and land living in harmony like we have developed here and we've made pretty houses and strip malls but like we also enjoy going outside and celebrating nature so there are parks and there are untouched parts of this place and that place and blah 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 but there's so many little like outskirts or like just go a couple steps further and it's creepy parts of New Jersey where like there are like rocky terrainy like streams or ravines or like that whole thing that like runs through the back of Springfield that brook that's that that's like straight through it like that thing is fucking scary and like the Watchung Reservation they're all examples of like parts of man-made structures that haven't been touched enough by man to make it like ours. So nature takes it back over. 
and like we don't control it and i think that's a part of why it's so creepy to me because like it like you you get that sense of like there's this like unfeathered unfettered um like wildness to it that absolutely um it's just not bueno like even there's some parts of like that park that's like that you could walk straight into the woods by my house my my old house in springfield or even like your old house in springfield like there's that park that's near your house and then Mm -hmm. if you walk a little bit farther you're just in untouched forest yeah like um that one that's over by laurel field no yeah yeah and then ruby ruby park by me um and like as a child i will say that i did explore those lands a little bit and like i discovered that if i walked through a tunneled part of the brook behind my house for like a half a mile i ended up at the top of my street in ruby park and i could climb into the park by jumping a fence or something but like that's when i was still young and agile um not to say that i'm not agile now but i am certainly not young and i'm not stupid enough to do that anymore um but yeah no like just man and land have a (sighs) fractured history of getting along um and I think that's where a lot of the creepiness of New Jersey comes from, that and deserted things. Um, speaking of deserted things, is it okay if I touch on one the Staten Island thing really quick? Yes. Okay, so I promise this one won't be as long-winded. But um, something else that we did talk about on Toil and Trouble at one point was Cropsy, the serial killer, who's from right. Staten Island. Um, so he supposed to be around the property of the Willowbrook home, which was where children with intellectual disabilities basically were dumped to live in their own filth and squalor. Um, And uh, there was a whole blow up TV piece about it in what the eighties or the nineties by what's his name that old journalist that was like Geraldo Rivera Geraldo yeah um but there's another so 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 like Willowbrook obviously shut down that building there's a lot of untouched stuff on Staten Island that just doesn't get talked about anymore one of those is Willowbrook home um where Cropsey was reportedly you know living and abducted children and took them there and killed them and potentially molested them um but there's also another structure not too far from there um called Seaview Hospital and if you were to google Seaview Hospital Staten Island there's still a functioning Seaview Hospital which is um rightfully named within the view of the sea because there is a lot of coastal land on Staten Island um how aptly named Right? Like, why can't we just do that all the time, all over the place? But that never happens. So um, Willowbrook Home is within the humongous chunk of land on Staten Island that eventually became the College of Staten Island. And the campus itself has, you know, a large chunk of land that has been built up and there's buildings and academic buildings and dorms and blah, 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 blah. But then, like, um, around the outskirts of a lot of parts of the campus, there's all these um, fences that are up. And you can see, like, right beyond these fences, there are dilapidated buildings that are falling apart. Um, And a lot of that was a part of Willowbrook. Um, But beyond that is the Seaview Hospital. Um, The part of it that's still functioning is not as close to the College of Staten Island as the parts that were closer to Willowbrook and are now dilapidated. Um, And the part that is still functional is mostly like a um, geriatric home. Um, But the larger portion of Seaview Hospital uh, at the time when it was functioning was the largest tuberculosis like quarantine hospital in the country um because of course like why not um 
but it was actually a really pretty building. Um, and once the tuberculosis, like, you know, craze, uh, craze is not the right word, but, you know, like hysteria was over and we, we now had ways to treat it and things like that. Um, you know, it was kind of just abandoned. Um, and I don't know exactly why, you know, there was a lot of other hospitals that were being built up on the island. So maybe they were like, that's old news and has a lot of emotional weight to it. Like, don't, let's not use it anymore. But like, there's these really gorgeous, beautiful, build, beautiful, like hospital buildings that still have like all of the old equipment in it. And it's falling apart and probably dangerous to be in. But the Seaview Hospital is like obviously reported to be haunted. And, you know, there's a lot of children that died of tuberculosis there. Um, and there's probably spirits abound. Um, but you would have to venture into these very wooded areas that have not been upkept for years and years and years. Because I will say that there's a lot of parallels between Staten Island and New Jersey. And I would argue that Staten Island is a lot like living in suburban New Jersey, more so than it is living in any of the other boroughs of New York, per se, because it's a lot more lush and green. But New Jersey doesn't have you know, the habit of completely ignoring places and just letting them rot. But Staten Island does. Um, strange. So, yeah, they're just, it's very much like the mentality of like, let's forget about that part of our history, you know? Um, same thing, like there's a historic Richmond town on Staten Island that is like a legitimate, like, old still upkept like og village from colonial days and even before that potentially i forget but like they upkeep some of the buildings but it used to be like a living museum and you could come and people that worked in the shops and like were in like traditional garb and things um but they shut a part of that program down and so now a lot of the buildings aren't as well upkept as they were um but like I'm sure teenagers do this, but they probably shouldn't. And they go into these unkept parts of this like swampy green lush woods that is Staten Island. And like, I think the danger level is probably like at least four notches up from doing that in New Jersey, because most of the forest land of New Jersey is dry and like rocky and like pretty walkable. But the majority of Staten Island that isn't upkept is actually very marshy and wet and like, like, Ew. like muddy sinkholey type of stuff. Um, so like you know, at your own risk, you can go see these old buildings. They're all on this main property that like was split up into the College of Staten Island and uh, and like these buildings that, you know, are still you know, standing enough to, like, see the history of it. But, like, it's just that, again, that super creepy abandoned building, especially, like, creepy abandoned hospital shit. Like, people eat that up. Yeah, totally. Um, we should do an abandoned thing when we can be together again. That would be really fun. And, and like, Seaview Hospital, they tried to do a haunted house there at some point. But, like, I don't. I think I have to look into this more, but there just seems to be this pattern of like haunted houses on Staten Island not doing well, and it might be because they try to do them within buildings that have histories, and like m maybe they don't make their money back, or they, I don't know. The rent, the rent is probably pretty high for yeah. what they're trying to do. You mm. know what I mean, like a commercial yeah. building. So I don't know if there's like something like spooky about it, or if it's just people not being smart business owners. Um, but I probably it's probably more so the smart business ownership thing because hashtag Staten Island. Um, but yeah, so that is what I looked into for this week. Um, that was great. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. um, did you find anything interesting out about <laughs> your 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 living quarters? <laughs> No, there's nothing going on right now because I did discuss the melon heads prior. Yes. And um, they're just kind of like they are what they are. But um, we are going to do 
the Black Plague slash Provalia Island for the next mm-hmm. episode. So Definitely. you have that to look forward to. Um, and next week is another episode of Copulators Die First. Woo woo. Um, also, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Um, I plan on playing video games, watching Disney Plus, and baking a Frenchie shaped cake and living my best life. Um, living your best life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is live your best life. Be safe, and we'll see you next time. Yes, and just don't go out if you don't have to, okay? Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.